Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of Speaking Software. I'm your host Philip, and together we're going to take yet another look at the soft side of software development. Folks, today we are blessed. Blessed by a guest, and that guest comes in the form of the magnificent Danny Thompson. Danny, really great to have you on the show. Thanks for agreeing to pop on. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to do this. You know, we've been following each other for a while and I feel like now we finally bring our worlds together and get to talk about some cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. Anyone who, I guess if you don't follow Danny, you should. I think everyone follows Danny at this stage if you look at his follower account and is aware of kind of his story. Part of getting Danny on the show was to talk about, I suppose, his story and my story, which are both kind of polar opposite ends of the spectrum certainly for listeners who are planning to get started in coding, or maybe you already have started and you might be having a tough time of it for some reason, that hopefully there's some pearls of wisdom in this discussion that will you know, get you going or keep you going. Danny, your meteoric rise <laughs> has been well-documented. I know you've been developing for like one and a half, two years now, thereabouts. Is that correct? It probably would have been earlier, longer than that. If for a long time, honestly, I denied my own entry into tech because I was so focused on helping others get their dream jobs in tech that I literally were turn, was turning down opportunities and was saying, you should, not, if you liked me, you'll really love so-and-so. So you, you should check them out and get them into an interview. And I just was really almost addicted uh, to helping people land jobs in tech. So I, I still do that, but definitely I realized uh, it finally clicked for me at one point where I said, okay, uh, it's going to be great to help people get jobs in tech, but I'll probably be more effective if I'm already in tech because at that point in my life, I was working in gas stations frying chicken. So I said, it's probably going to be a lot easier to get more people in this field if my fingers are actually dancing on a keyboard as opposed to dancing in some raw chicken. So I uh, ended up working out that way and I'm very happy to be in this field and I genuinely love what I do. That's fantastic. It's really great when people find their calling and they find, I suppose, their place in the universe and whether that's they get the satisfaction themselves or they help others kind of find their satisfaction. It's a really, uh, I suppose, privileged position to be in. But uh, obviously it wasn't all like when you started off, you're helping other people and, and then you started helping yourself. Looking back on that now, what was something that you wish people told you when you started? You know, it was one thing, it was like a, a profound moment for me. It was like my first week in my first job in tech. And I used to beat myself up to like know every single piece of syntax, every single piece of like of a language, like how it works. And it's good to have like a very high level understanding, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But I remember I used to like put so much effort into it. And I really genuinely believe like you only Google things when you're a beginner. And I remember my first week on the job, I'm stuck with this problem. Like it's, I had nowhere to go. And I go up to this senior developer who has like over 20 years of experience in the field and like is a genius at everything he touches. And he's been at this company for almost 20 years. So he knows everything there's to know. And I go to him, I say, look, I have this problem. I can't figure it out. He looks at it. He's like, man, I don't have a clue. And he just starts Googling. <laughs> And I just stared like I really like I can't explain to you how like my mind literally exploded because I'm just staring at him and I'm like, it's OK to Google. Like, it's not this crazy thing that we're Googling here because we're allowed to not know something. Languages evolve every year. There's a new feature. There's a new addition. You're not going to know it all. No one knows it all. If a developer tells you that they know everything, they might as well quit the field because that means they stop learning anything. They're lying. It's they're, they're impossible. Lying. To be a developer is to be on a lifelong journey of learning. It literally never stops. And so what that moment for me was what 
really put everything in perspective. And I'll always be grateful for that because I used to literally beat myself up saying, I'm not allowed to Google this. I can't Google this. I, I should know this by heart by now. And, you know, I used to really like, I think for a long time too, that really was a setback because here I am remembering every single tiny little piece of syntax that I can Google instead of using utilizing that time to learn higher level algorithms and high, uh, harder problems and uh, greater problem solving skills. I could have used that time for a greater good as opposed to memorizing these simple things that we Google all the time now. It was a blessing and a curse, but I'm so grateful that I was able to experience that moment and to progress through that. It's a point I kind of bring up to people. I do an awful lot of dev mentoring on the side. And an awful lot of people kind of ask me, like, should I learn this or should I learn that? Or what about all these tools? And it's like, the first thing you should do is learn to read the docs and learn to Google things and learn to find the information that you want. You don't have to know it all, but at least knowing where it is or having resources you can turn to when you when you are faced with those challenges, that's going to get you so much further than like sitting at home and like, I need to know every single data structure and I need to know every single algorithm and I need to know every single property and what's the big O notation of this and that. Okay, yeah, it's good to know those. You don't need to know those. You just need to know they exist and that there are places you can go to find them should you need that. So uh, another kind of big thing that something I wish people told me you don't actually need a degree to get started. And this kind of shocked me. And I only realized it after I had kind of done my degree and paid for it. <laughs> Some of the smartest and best paid developers I know don't have any formal training at all. They just kind of found docs, they found tools, and they just started learning themselves. And they've got some of the most stellar careers that I've seen people have, uh, certainly way more successful in general. And this goes back to something we were talking about earlier uh, off recording that finding a direction that you want to go and just running out of full steam, definitely the way to, to get towards success. Yeah. See, I will never, ever say don't get a degree. There's a lot of value in college. You make connections, you learn things, but I will absolutely say it is entirely possible to get to your dream in tech without that piece of paper. College to me is a place where you're going to learn some things. I don't necessarily feel like you learned how to code in a great way because I see so many people that graduate college or universities and they are now spending six months learning how to code to get a job. So, you know, yeah, it's a great experience. You're going to learn some things. There's definitely many intelligent people that come out of universities and colleges. I will never discount it. And if you can afford that debt, that's fantastic. But for a lot of people that can't, especially in America, it's so expensive. Mm -hmm. Like there's many alternatives that you can take. Like for me, I feel like in this day and age, there's an abundance of education online for free, but especially in tech. There is so much out there for free that you can consume to get to a level that you don't necessarily need to be paid on. And for, for me, like, you know, I started on freecodecamp.org and that is the one place that I always recommend people to start learning. And it's only for one reason. I feel like education creates a window that you can peer through. A lot of people, when they when someone has never coded a day in their life, and I see it on Twitter all the time, people are like, I want to learn how to code. How, where should I start? And people are like, well, what do you want to do? They don't know what they want to do. They've never coded a day in their life. How are they going to tell you, well, I love backend logic. They don't know what that is. Or I love mobile web dev. They don't know what that is. If they start on free code camp or any website, I don't care what website it is, they learn HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. Within a month, they're going to have at least a very limited understanding of what problem solving is, what the front end looks like, what the back end may look like. But now they also have a very basic understanding of what the beginning of Python maybe, or 
they realize, you know what? I really don't care how to make a button work. I'd rather focus on maybe trying to solve problems. Or maybe I really hate the problem solving aspect. I would love to design and make beautiful websites. Like they understand, or you know what? Both kind of suck. And I would love to make mobile apps. They have that information to go off of. So if you put them in a situation to where they're like, oh, well, I, you know, I, I like problem solving, but they've never solved a problem before. Is that really an astute way to send someone down the path of maybe going to data science or working on backend when they don't know anything, let them experience something first and then make an informed decision. That's also a problem I kind of have with colleges in general. Uh, I was pretty damn stupid at 18 years old. And you're telling me at 18, I need to make a decision to govern the next 40 years of my life. Like it's a very foolish age requirement and time in my life to do that. At that time, I thought I was indestructible. And then lo and behold, you know, I do something and I hurt myself or I realize slowly but surely like time is not infinite. I feel by learning and doing, we're going to experience what we want. So I also feel like it kind of sucks at 18. I need to decide everything at that moment, especially when, you know, high school, for example, we're not doing classes where we're experiencing those majors. So it's kind of hard to dictate that. But with that being said, I do feel like there's a bulk of information out there and there's tons of YouTube courses, Udemy courses. I mean, you name it, it's there to level up your skills and become the developer that you want to be, or even let's say you don't want to be a developer. There's tons of jobs in tech that don't require any coding at all that you can do. Absolutely. Interesting point you touched upon was like the quantity of topics that are out there that you can like freely look up. I mean, there's free courses and there's paid courses and all the rest, but like the free stuff doesn't necessarily mean it's bad quality. Some of the best resources I've seen between like developer blogs, you said free code camp, there are some amazing YouTube playlists that are just full of videos that guys do every single day or they do live streams and stuff like that. It's quality content. And in some cases, it's better than a lot of the paid content that I've seen like at a corporate level or the rest. So definitely like free stuff that's out there. Don't knock it because it's free. Like it's pretty good. Yeah. And especially as a beginner, like that's the best thing about this. Like you can start learning with no investment just to see if this is something that catches you. So if it doesn't, well, hey, you just all only thing you lost was a couple nights and weekends, maybe. But if you find out like, oh, this is something I really enjoy, then you can take that audacious task of saying, you know, what, I want to invest in myself. I want to create more skills. I want to dive deeper. Like there's tons of courses like for free that are like, hey, let's learn React or JavaScript. But then when you start getting to the higher level, you're like, you know what? I've got these basics down. This amazing instructor has a $10 course, a $20 course. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw $20. I could go to the movies, right? And get an hour and a half worth of enjoyment, or I can take that same ticket price and get myself a course that I'll use for 12 weeks. Like it's pretty, pretty common sense. Like what I'm going to do with that 10 bucks. Right. Yeah, so exactly. we, we can do that and invest in ourselves because I always say this, especially as a developer, you need to invest in yourself until you get to the point where others are willing to invest in you. So you need to produce. And the way you do that, don't care about money. Money comes and goes. You can lose money. You'll get more money back. I can give you my clothes. I can get more clothes back. But one thing I can't get back is my time. Mm -hmm. I can't give you 10 minutes if I don't have it, if I'm not getting a return on it. If I will not 
waste my time. And a lot of people are willing to waste their time without considering the return on that. So I'd rather invest that little bit of money, that little bit of time and leveling up my skills to where an employer, a company, a new client, they're like, you know what? Danny has this business. Danny knows what he's talking about. I want to sign a paycheck. I want to give a return to Danny for the things that he's bringing to the table. It's Danny obviously is just a variable at this point. Put Danny, put put Philip, put you know Sarah, whatever. If you're investing in yourself, others will eventually invest in you. You gotta de-risk it and give them a reason to want to do that. Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the great things about tech, where it's not like say other professions where it is a time-based value proposition. Where the longer you're there, the more you're worth. That's the total opposite in tech. Like if you can demonstrate the value you can bring, look at these new things I've learned which enabled me to do more. And as you said before, you have to sit down and do things, actually physically work on projects yourself. But being able to show and tell the value you can bring and the value you can bring to companies, the extra revenue they can generate and all the rest, that's certainly based on what you know rather than how long you've been hanging around. As you said, invest in yourself and all that's going to come back to you like tenfold. It's what you put into it is what you directly get out of it. 100%. So looking back now, if you could hop in a time machine and just jump back to when you started, what would be the one thing that you'd, you'd love to tell yourself? The one maybe mistake that you could pass by or the one little piece of advice that maybe you figured it later on. You're like, damn it, if I knew this earlier on, I could have saved so much time or I could have saved so much aggravation. Is there any one kind of thing that sticks out? Philip, do you know how many mistakes I've made? Like I, I could talk about this for 10 hours, man. Like <laughs> I've learned so much. I, I, I'm a very firm believer in you should fail forward, fail fast, and fail quickly. And then you should pivot quickly. So I am all about failing. I love failing. Failure to me just literally means I've removed one obstacle out of my way onto the path of being right. Simple as that. And a great example of failing, honestly, I got so many, man. Here's one that I think is uh, pretty funny. Uh, I remember when I was learning JavaScript, right? I just started learning JavaScript. Like, I don't think I even knew what an array was at that point. And I started applying to jobs. And luckily, I somehow convinced somebody to give me a phone interview. And I'm doing this interview. And they said, well, do you know JavaScript? I'm like, yeah, I know JavaScript. I've got some great projects that I'm working on. And I'm trying to keep building out more things and create more use cases. And they're like, oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. Well, do you know, uh, do you know React? And I was like, yeah, I know how to react. Happy, sad, mad. What are you talking about? I was so new into JavaScript. I didn't even know what a framework was. Like the lack of knowledge was so prominent. And it was a it was a great experience because I audibly heard the disappointment in that person's voice. And you could hear like, oh, this interview was probably going to be an hour, but we're going to just cut it to like three minutes now. Yeah. And like, I, I, it was a great experience for me because I realized one thing in tech especially is, you need to know your tools. Like there is, I can't put enough emphasis on that. You need to really know your tools. So if you're going to be working in React, don't just stop at the beginning. Like, oh, I know how to make a component. Like there's so much more to this. Know your tool set. People are not paying you six figures to follow a YouTube tutorial or to follow some blog post. They're having you actually come here to solve a problem. 95% of the time at work, I'm working on something that I have zero knowledge of. They're saying, Hey, this part of the website isn't working. Go figure it out. And I'm like, man, I have no clue. Matter of fact, the other day at work, we had a ticket come up and I was like, man, I don't know anything about this space and i was almost ready to pass it on to somebody else and they're like no no no, that's all you 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 keep that for yourself but that is what being a developer is 
you are a problem solver. You're going in there, you're breaking stuff, you're making stuff, you're fixing stuff, you're breaking some more. For me, right now I'm teaching at a, a boot camp as a volunteer. And so we're teaching these people how to code. And I'm I literally record all the calls that we do because you know people can't attend the call, they need to see the content. But I literally leave them unedited. And the other day I re- recorded like a 40 minute call of which 15 minutes was literally me going around not knowing what the hell I was doing. And I, and what I do is I break things to see like, okay, this does this. And then I'll break this. Okay, this does that. Now I understand that. And I'll keep breaking until I fully understand what is going on. That is the best thing you can do. And for me, for a long time, and Tutorial Hell is a real place. And it is a real place that has a lot of people still in there currently. You follow all these tutorials to where you feel like, you know, I can't create anything on my own. Well, the real reason that is, is you haven't broke anything. Like, yeah, you may get some errors because you maybe type something wrong following tutorial or something like that, but you haven't really made an error that you have to face, that you have to go through Google and all these search engines trying to find. Facing that error will make you so much better of a developer. That is why one of my rules is ABB always be building. In tutorials, nothing breaks. In real life, everything breaks. Face that error, but building also makes your concepts permanent. So if you find yourself in a place like tutorial hell, like I did for a long time, what I ended up doing was, oh, did I just make a, did I follow a tutorial to make a dog app? Well, let's make a cat app. Well, did I follow a tutorial to make a car reservation service? Well, let's make one for houses. The basic structure stays the same. But now you're having to do a little bit of stuff here, a little bit of stuff there to start building out your own thing. And by doing that, slowly you go from, well, I made 10 lines of code on my own. Well, now the next time I made 20, now I made 100, now I made 1,000. Now you're making a full page application that you're actually proud of that you can talk about in an interview. There's two interesting points you, you talked about there that I'd like to go back to. One, uh, which you just covered, is the trial and error aspect. And another, I'm going to combine it with another point you talked about, which was not knowing exactly what you're doing. I've been writing software for like a decade now, and I experience both of those every single day. Last week, I was working on a particular part of the application I work on in my company. And I remember my boss saying, like, go and try and figure out how this works. There's a bug. And it's only when you dive in, it's like, yep, that was written by a guy 10 years ago. He left nine years ago. There's no docs. It's just go figure it out. You're kind of looking at the code going really wish this was someone else's problem, you know? (laughs) But as you said, trial and error, give it a bit of a poke. I know if I do interact with it this way, it works. If I interact with it this way, it doesn't work. Let's see if we can find that point, you know, where, where the exact issue is and kind of just work through it step by step by step. A lot of people think that when you have experience as a developer, that you're just suddenly going to know anything and know the answer to everything. But it's like every day you can still face something new. And it's, as you said, solving a problem and you might not have the solution but you could certainly have well i'll give this a go and see what happens and if that approach doesn't work i'll try another approach but just trial and error trial and error trial and error until it's more success than error one thing that i always say is and i have no problem saying this and i even say this in interviews and anyone that is listening you're more than welcome to steal this if you like i have no problem admitting that i don't know something And one thing that I've realized is, is when you are willing to admit that you don't know something, employers fall in love with you because they already know no one knows it all. They just want someone that is willing to do the extra steps to ensure that they come up with the correct answer. And I'll always tell somebody, you know, I don't have the answer for that. Just give me a little bit enough time to go research this. And I guarantee I'll come back with the correct answer. Simple as that. 
Like, I don't know it all, but I do know I am willing to go find out what that is. So, for example, one thing that I did uh, recently, actually, we were working on something and I had no clue how to make this actually connect to another thing. I started reaching out, Googling it, things like that. My boss is saying, why is it taking you so long? And I told him I have no idea how to make this work. And I've already reached out to one person, two person, three person, four person, check this resource, this resource, this resource, still haven't come up with a great answer. And it's like, you know what, take some more time. He added some additional time to that task. And he's like, we didn't know that this was a problem. So yeah, go ahead. Definitely check that out. Just by vocalizing, like I've tried to do this. It hasn't worked. And I still don't have the answer, but I'm not going to give up. I'm determined to come up with a solution. They're like, yeah, take all the time you need. Like, obviously this is way bigger than what we thought it was. I'm very proud for the initiative and all the good stuff. That is what, what you're there to do. That is how you provide your value. And I can't emphasize that enough. Like, don't be afraid to say you don't know something. It, it always comes back to like one thing with, especially in development, there's no black or white. It's all gray, right? Yeah. We all know like, okay, this is a weird area here. This is a weird area there. But when you start coming into situations, matter of fact, like, oh yeah, I know this. I know, this, I know that. People can see that and say, oh, you do? And they start digging deeper and then you start digging the bigger hole and they start digging deeper and you start getting into the hole and then you start getting deeper and then you cover yourself in the hole and you can't get out. <laughs> so instead of doing that, what you should do is just be upfront saying, you know, I don't know this, but I'm going to check it out. For me in particular, I have no problem being the dumbest person in the room. I have zero issue with that because what I lack in sheer intellect, I make up for with like really good looks. But I also make, <laughs> but I also make up for with my my willingness to soak up everything like a sponge. Mm -hmm. If someone is taking the time to pay attention to me and teach me something, then I owe them that audacious amount of ability in myself to pay as much attention as I can to them and learn from them. Because here's the thing: like people are always like, "Well, can you give me ten minutes?" That's a lot of value, whether you realize it or not. Like, just really think about that. I, for one, I always value my time. So let's say, for example, you know, you value your time at, let's say, you know, $60 an hour, right? Well, 10 minutes is 10 bucks. Like, are you getting that $10 worth of value? Am I giving you that $10 worth of value? Have I actually felt like, man, you know, I just got 10 bucks out of this. Or did I feel like, man, did I just waste 10 minutes? A lot of people are willing to waste time and not really take advantage of that. One thing that I always talk about, like in order to, especially to like become a developer or like, especially when this is not your forte, let's say you work in retail, yeah. you cannot walk into being a developer with the same mindset. Like that was something I had to learn too, because when it's retail, right? It's very straightforward. This costs $2, you ring up $2, you get $2. Development is this costs $2. Well, you got $1,000 worth of repairs over there and we need to figure it out and make sure that we can facilitate this to get the $2. Yeah. But you want to be able to take the $2 consistently. Development is something where you need to change your mindset when walking to it. Because if you keep your old mind and you pour new information into it, it's just going to leak out the crevices of the area that you didn't mold yet. Oh, yeah. You need to be willing to be molded by the situations that present themselves within your life. All the circumstances are still creating a better version of you. Don't walk into these situations with that old mind. What you need to do is leave that old mind behind and walk in to your new future and take advantage of that situation as opposed to just saying, you know, th this would be awesome if I do that. Really put the willingness forward. Because here's the other thing. There's different levels of development, in my opinion. Some people, you know, 
not everyone's going to work at Google. I truly believe everyone can learn how to code. Not everyone's going to work at Google, but you could still make a phenomenal living working at Jimmy's insurance company down the street. Like you don't need to work at Fang to make your life have purpose, but you do need to find purpose in the work that you're doing to really feel fulfilled by it. Otherwise, what are you doing? You know, life is so incredibly short. We shouldn't be wasting it being miserable about whatever it is that we're doing. And if we're miserable in tech, we need to find something else as well because it's too short of a lifespan to really just be depressed about whatever it is that you're doing day in and day out. I mean, people can find themselves in just really bad workplace situations in devs. I know an awful lot of companies kind of encourage, you know, working 60 hours a week or taking some work home on the weekends and stuff like that. And as you said, if you're, you don't have to work in a fine company to, to see success and whether success is, success is financial or it's comfort or it's a work-life balance for you, whatever you define it as, it's certainly out there. It's not just in one particular place. Uh, a really interesting point you touched upon is like, not everybody's going to work at Google and, and that's totally fine. I know coming into my degree all those years ago, like we were totally sold on, you're going to be programming robots. You're going to be, you know, writing algorithms that sequence genes to help cure cancer and stuff like that. And the majority of us came out and we were changing colors of buttons and that's fine. That's totally okay. That puts food on the table that like, (laughs) you know, not everybody's going to be out there doing the crazy stuff that, you know, is tech is famous for like genetic algorithms and AIs that think like humans or whatever. You can just do normal stuff and that's totally fine. You can have a happy, successful, full life with that. So wrap up one last question. What was the moment that you felt everything was, was coming together? Was there a single moment where you're like, damn, it's, it's happening. It's all coming together now. Everything's falling into place. I'm on this pad I'm supposed to be on. You know, it's going to be like a long-winded answer to get to, but it will make sense in the end. I was learning how to code and I was going to meetups. And to me, I feel like going to a meetup, being part of community, that is the single most important thing that I ever did in order to become a developer because it introduced me to things that I didn't know. It introduced me to this brand new breadth of knowledge that I didn't know existed. And I was hooked. Like I went to a meetup, the very first meetup, I only knew HTML, CSS. And then I started hearing all like Java, C sharp. And I was like, I'm hooked. Like I thought the world began and ended at JavaScript. And I didn't know there was anything past that. Mm -hmm. So when I started learning, I, I asked the one question at a meetup that everybody asks when they don't have a job in tech. And that's, how do I get the first job in tech? And I heard the exact same answer over and over again, like a broken record. Oh, man, that first job, that's the hardest one. But if you get that first job, every job after that will become easier. And to someone like me, that is the worst answer you could ever tell me. Not only did you not give me any action items to work on, but you've demotivated and demoralized me, made me question what I was doing for the last six months. But now I don't know how to get some A to B. I don't know how to get from X to Y, but I realized in that moment, everyone else that was asking that same question got that same answer. And I said, all right, I got to do something for that. If you would have asked me then, like, would I be leading a meetup community? Would I be leading developers? I'm like, no way. It's so much work. There's no way I'd be doing it. But I went home and I created a LinkedIn profile and I started cold calling and messaging hiring managers and decision makers for businesses. And I start in the beginning, they're like, who is this Danny guy? And now they're like, oh, I love Danny, man. I knew him from the beginning, but it took me getting out of my comfort zone to message them to start getting opportunities presented to me. And I helped that first person get that first job in tech. And I remember I was with him when he got his offer letter, right? He literally had tears in his eyes. 
And I realized he realized in that moment that the only thing that mattered to him was making this dream come true that he's been chasing for 18 months. It's come to life. The only thing that mattered to me in that moment was sharing that moment with him. One thing that you said several times in this interview is like the meteoric rise and uh, rising my followers. I never, ever intended to be famous. Like I never intended to be popular. I only wanted to be an effective tool for people. That is it. I, I I'm I'm simple as they come, man. I, I don't care about none of that. Matter of fact, I avoided Twitter like the plague. I avoided social media like the plague. Wow. I only started using Twitter really in March. It wasn't until someone showed me that people in tech were talking on here and talking about ideas, things like that. I never really intended to do anything with that. And so the only thing I ever used was LinkedIn because that's how I was helping people find jobs. I helped the first person get that first job. Then that one, one went to 10, 10 went to 20. 20 went to 40, 40 went to over 80 now and growing steadily. And I mean, it was that's all I used it for. I didn't care about it. And again, trying to be effective, I realized, well, I can only help people in Memphis in my local community, but I'm sure there's someone in Kentucky, someone in New York, someone in California, someone in Florida, someone in Texas that maybe needs a little bit of advice, help. So I said, let me just start making posts and seeing what I was going to do like I am. I said, if I do anything, I've got to put everything to it. Right. Mm -hmm. So in March, I had 300 followers. And then uh, April 1st, I took a screenshot. I hit my thousand followers and I said, okay, I'm at a thousand. So what are we going to do here? So I started creating my preparation to lead to my destination. And I saw exactly what I wanted. I don't care about the follower count. I don't care about it at all. The only thing that I like about it in one respect is it's kind of like a direct reflection of like the people that are getting help and they're feeling like they're relating to the content and material. That's all this is about. Like, you know, I've given out so many courses, so many books. So I don't get nothing from that. You know, I just like helping people. And if I have the ability to do that, I want to do that. So by doing all that and within three months, I hit over 30,000 followers. And uh, right now, I'm literally on the cusp of 50,000 and still growing, but tomorrow it could hit zero and I wouldn't care. Like it could literally go back to zero and I wouldn't care. The only thing that would matter is that whether it's through me or somebody else that people are getting help. Like I've seen so many people steal my tweets, copy my stuff, reproduce it. That's fine. I don't care who hears the words. I just care that somebody hears it. I just care that somebody's getting the help that they need. A lot of people are in this space and they feel alone because they don't know where to go and they're spinning in circles. I've talked to people. They're like, man, I've been trying to get a job in tech for six years and I haven't been able to find a job in tech. I talked to somebody yesterday. He's like, I've been trying for 15 years. And I gave up. And then within one conversation, he's got his LinkedIn profile up. He's got all these resources going and he's got this new momentum. Momentum. Sometimes you just need that push. Sometimes you just need to know that you're not alone. And I don't care where you get that from, whether it's from me or somebody else. But if you get that, I just want to make sure you get to where you want to go, no matter how we get there. <laughs> no matter how we get there. It's so passionate. <laughs> I think it's like the truthfulness of your message. that That's where the energy comes from. The strength of your belief in what you do. That's where all that power comes from, you know? It's fantastic to see. Like it comes out in every single tweet. I read it in Danny's voice. And like when I see your talks, it's like, wow, this guy's he's a pro public speaker. As you said, the Tony Robbins analogy before. It's like that's that's the level you're at, man. <laughs> I, honestly, you know, for me, like I really do love helping people trying to get into tech. For me, I like the universal messages more. Mm -hmm. But I still talk about tech because that's what people want to hear. But for me, I feel like we're at a place in our life 
where a lot of people really just don't love themselves. And I feel like this is such a scary situation because what ends up happening, and I've seen this so many times, people literally are willing to hate anything for no reason. And so I talked about this the other day and I I wrote it out and I know I got like mixed reactions and I don't care. I literally said, you know, I love you. I don't know you, but I love you. And if someone is allowed to hate something for no reason, then I'm allowed to love something for no reason. And I genuinely believe the only cure for self-hate, because I we really do get to this point where we hate ourselves, and the only cure is self-love. Like, people don't realize, like, you're valuable. Like, do you not understand that? You've learned a set of skills that people need and that a, such a massive portion of the world's population doesn't have. You're valuable. But you keep going in here saying, well, I wish they would give me a chance. And I wish they would look at me in a certain way. And I wish they would consider me to do this. And oh, why won't they talk to me? And why won't they call me back? You are valuable. Don't you understand that you are valuable? Stop going into these interviews. Stop going to these conversations with this begging, less than valuable mindset. Stop saying, give me a chance. Just give me a chance. No. Walk in saying, I'm value. I am going to bring value to this conversation. I am going to bring value to this team. And if you let me perceive my value, I know you'll be happy. Because if you bring value, they're going to bring a checkbook. It's as simple as that. But if you keep coming in with that less than mentality, like, oh, I don't know enough, but if you give me enough time to learn on the job, no, 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 no. Don't do that. You are valuable. You should respect yourself more than just saying, I can do something if you give me the opportunity. Say, no, I'm going to do that, whether I have that opportunity or not. And if you're not giving me that opportunity, that's fine. Someone else will. There's 7 billion people on this planet. I just need one to fall in love with me and give me the opportunity that I need. That's it. Mm -hmm. So I don't care if 100 people think I'm stupid. That person at 101 spot may think I'm a genius. And that's all that matters. And you know, someone said something the other day that kind of blew my mind because I never did the math on this, right? There's 7 billion people on this planet. That's a big number, right? If 99.99% of the population think you're a fool, that still leaves 700,000 people for you to work with. 0.01% of the population is 700,000 people. That is a lot of people for you to have a great network with, to create great connections with, to get great opportunities from. So why are you focused on the 99.99? Exactly, right? Absolutely. I certainly feel like we got a ton of value into this though. And I know anyone listening between the stories and between the anecdotes and all the rest, there are absolute pearls of wisdom, grains of gold here that you could latch onto. And certainly whether you're struggling or whether you're starting out or whatever your situation is, that there's a way forward and that there is a a happy place waiting for you in your career, whether that's going through development or starting a development. And as you said, peeling off somewhere else into somewhere else in the tech world, where maybe you're not necessarily going to be a developer, that there is a, a, a place of success and happiness for you if you put in the hard work to get there. Danny, it's been really, really great to have you on the show, to hear your words of wisdom and to to feel the passion <laughs> firsthand has been an absolutely fantastic experience. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I absolutely enjoyed every moment of this conversation. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to talking again in the future. Folks, thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. A rating, like, comment or share will go a very long way towards keeping this going and allowing me to bring new content to you. We have been speaking software. Catch you next time.